ia te a te a taka ia te pai pai wa o uru mai te utupoto te ware kōrero e tū nei. Kia ora. welcome to Change Channel, a space to share tupuna wisdom, Māori ancestral knowledge with you and the world. Tēnā, wakarongo mai. Nō te ipureo tēnei kawenga o te pai pai wa o a Chase Channel. Inumia te kōrero. Chase Channel is brought to you by Te Ipurao. everybody. Che Wilson here from Chase Channel, Te Pai Pai Waho, uh, here for Taite Talks tonight. And we're changing things a bit tonight. We've got some manuhiri, uh, and I'm going to introduce them. Our first manuhiri is Patricia Kume, te nākoe. And our second manuhiri uh, is Elijah, te nākoe, kōrua. Te nākoe, kōra Great to have you on here tonight uh, for Taite Talks. And we might have another manuhiri join us later on. Uh, and fingers crossed we do. Hoi uh, anō. I'm going to hand it straight over to you both first. Uh, and we'll start with you, Kume. Um to introduce who you are, and then um, you can hand it over to LJ and we can go from there. Mariora Tato, Kawaiyo, Ko Patricia Maraikura Tukunua, Heri Wakatuku Tene o Te Awa Onanui. Aye. Go, cousin. Kia ora. Tena Tato, Ko Elijah Pueto Kuingua, no Ngaiwi Maha o Te Kawhui Maunga Ahau. Uh, kei raita hia hau e noho ana. Uh, hei kaumahi mo Ngāti Rangi, o tira uh, he mōkai uh, mō taku hāpori uh, o Waimarino. Kia ora tātou. 
Kia ora, tēnā kōrua. So great to have you both on. And um, uh, you're already getting a, a, a tēnā koe e te from Liara, <laughs> the LJ. So, um, so I'm going to hand it straight over to you both. Uh, for those that are new to Taite Talks, um, Taite Talks is when I have a manuhiri, and in this case a couple of manuhiri, who will just ask me questions about te ao Māori, tikanga Māori. And so I'm going to hand it straight over to uh, Kume to do the first question. And then um, uh, we can go from there. Kei Uncle. Um, yes. Katimata <laughs> Okay. Oh, well, she's spoken, so go, go for it, Elijah. Me pēhea te hungarangatahi, te hungarangatakapu meki, te ruku hohonuai ki roto e ngā taumata ikeeke o te ao Māori. Hei tauira? He kaupapa nui te, oh, he pātai nui te rā, te rā pia, um, kei, te, kei te hikaka mātou, kei te reri mātou, uh, te eke ki ngā taumata o ngā mātua, ki etahi o ngā āhuatanga o ngā, 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 ngā mātua e kawe. Nō reira, me pēhea e tika ai te eke me te ako i era āhuatanga e kawe nei e koutou. Ok. Pātai pai tērā. Tika tai, pātai hōhonu tērā. So the question that's being asked is, is how do people transition um, from their rangatahi or rangatakapu roles into a matua role within the culture. And so <clears throat> I think there's a couple of components to that question. The first one is uh, the community, whether that's the matua, the kaumatua, uh, as well as those rangatakapu and rangatahi, uh, that there's readiness for all uh, that are involved in whatever the the kaupapa might be, or the ceremony might be. And there has to be um, readiness um, so that people can then uh, be comfortable with allowing others to have a go. And that's all about succession. Um, that's also about um, people being comfortable with um, their knowledge, or even if they have limited knowledge, being comfortable to pass over to others who might be younger, who might actually have more knowledge, but because they're younger, they're kept at bay. Notwithstanding the fact that in some tribes, they're still very strict about who can and who can't speak. And so so all of those components together got to be mindful of. But I think the most important thing is uh, you've got to, and I know from my own experience, you've got to test the young ones out uh, in safe environments, and once they've done it and they've passed that first test, you keep putting them through the next ones. And so that's the matua job. And like the first time I ever did a what I called a real haikōrero, was at Aitahi. Um, went on to a tangi, and Uncle Matt, he said to me, e too. And that's from a generation where you never said no you just did what you were told to do. Well, you never questioned it. And I was 14 and I stood up. My legs were shaking. I didn't really know what I was doing. And then 
couple of weeks later, he stood me up in Wellington. He said, air two. And both times he, he took the, the, the piss out of me <laughs> in a really neat, funny way um, to make me laugh at myself rather than stress out at all my mistakes that I did. Um, so, so that's just, I suppose, a, an entry point to the answer because it's a massive answer. And um, and the way they taught me is they would give me kōrero, give me tauparapara and, and ruruku, and as soon as I started using those, then I got more. And so it was a continual test because if I wasn't using them, then that told them that I wasn't ready for anything else. So there, there, that's an example of, of, well, that's scratching the surface of your question, I suppose. Well, I think that's quite good because um, I think often people wait to be taught or wait for a wānanga when they actually don't realise that they're being fed in other ways. Mm. And it might be as simple as attending hui and, um, or, you know, sitting in a pōhiri and yeah. while they're not, you know, you might not be traditionally said, oh, this is how you do it, it's actually by listening, um, you actually are being fed that same way. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. and like I was always told, and when you do that, that's how you learn. Any thoughts on that, Kumi? I'm more of a in-the-kitchen person, as you know. No, no, this is my whakaro. So we were at a tangi recently, and they needed a kaikaranga. Clearly everyone looked at me, I'm, you know, your typical Māori teacher, and they're like, oh, you know Māori, you do the karanga. I was like, well, actually, no, I'm, if I can't do the karanga on my own, but I, I'm not going to, like, that's just my whakaro. I've still got aunties that... um you know, can do it. So that, 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 I've got a question on that because I hear a lot of people say that if I can't do the karanga or the waikōrero on my own marae, I'm not going to do it anywhere else. And you're different, but a lot of those people, they don't even go to their marae's. No, so it's just an excuse. So what's that about? It's like I can't, I don't, I can't even, like I don't have the, what is it? I don't have, I have the audacity to do it on this marae when I can't even go back home and, you know, do it on my own marae. That's my own makaro. Someone else might think differently. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think but so. What I'm asking is, where has that been taught from? No, well, it's that tuakana, it's that tuakana tainer thing. A lot of people wait for their tuakana uh, to lead things first. And it's been like the moko kaiwai kōrero. You know, a lot of people I hear, a lot of people say, oh, I'm waiting for my, for my such and such, my kuya, to get hers first, and then then I'll get I'll get mine. Well, it's the same with the karanga. It's the same with the fai kōrero, or my brother, my ora, or my uncle. Oh, I mean, kārā with te whakapono, but, you know, you know, you can see why people don't. That's each to their own, I suppose, is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's interesting though. Like, I know that there's the hokatoki where you learn on your own marae. I get that. But sometimes, um, 
when you're the only one, or sometimes when you go on to nope, there are people who I know, I know that, are, that can karanga who won't karanga and just won't. And I'm going, well, waste of knowledge. And I know for, pe for me, people who do that tells me that I shouldn't be giving them kōrero because they, um, they're selective because sometimes you have to actually carry the people with you and that's what service is. Is service is about thinking about a greater cope up to help. And like I know Patricia, you've said what you've said, but if you were with me and I told you you'd just do it. So <laughs> yeah. but, that's, but, that's, but that's a different context because there's somebody look after you. <clears throat> but if I were to make a mistake on that Mirai, yeah. I'd feel welcome up. But if I were to make a mistake on my own Mirai, it'd be right because yeah. like, that's just when I think of my te ao Māori, I'm quite, I'm quite, I'm confident, but I'm still really whakamā. Yeah, I, I think it's, what's that quote, knowledge is power. And I think if you know, and e mātauana uh, ki ena ahuatanga, me kawe, because if you don't, what's the point? Uh, that's what I think. I mean, if, if you've been taught and if you've been fed and you know what you're doing, just give it a go. You can't, I, I'd rather someone give it a go as opposed to te noho noa. Kapai. Good kōrero kōrua. Have you texted our mate to see if he's coming? Kapai. <laughs> Anyway. He's on the pie pie apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so what's what's the um what's your next question? Who's who's next? Well, I'll go. This is um this is big for me. Anyway, me kaupapa matua te reo Māori kinga kura katoa. Because I'm on the fence. Like I'd love for it to be a main subject in schools. Heori. There are I sh probably shouldn't say this out loud, but there are not a lot of, uh, what's the word? Not at all. Just say straight up. There, there are not a lot of teachers Good. who have, uh, I don't know the word. Yeah. I don't know how to articulate my. Capability? Yeah. Yeah. They lack a, you know, well, I've seen with my eyes. Oh, I'm, I shouldn't say stuff like this here. I've seen some teachers and what they teach is a little bit so i'd rather there be capable te reo maori teachers and apparent like from what i see there aren't many of them in kura especially kura auraki they've got maori speaking teachers here none that are capable enough so so i think there's there's two there's two uh there's two branches to this this tree and one is where um te reo, and then there's the other one me te reo. and so those are usually the two two positions that people will take well better to to call it or give it a go tika my hair my kia rere te or the other one is um, 
No, it needs to be correct. We need need to be teaching things properly. And we've got a manuhiri joining us. So, Ete iwi, this is Tafiao. Tēnā koe, Tafiao. Kia ora, Tato. Tēnā koe, Uncle. Kia ora. Kia ora, kia ora. And um, uh, so we're just we're just answering a question uh, which which uh, Patricia has uh, posed around uh, teaching and uh, okay. quality versus um, quality versus quality um, versus I suppose. Yeah. And so there's there's and for me. Uh, I would probably prefer quality, though I get and I appreciate people who are giving it a go. But when it comes to teaching it, that's another story. So that's why I'd, I'd go with quality, because we need it to be good. Because like, heaps of people ask me, oh, can you teach me today? And I says, oh, no good asking me. I don't know the rules for the rail. I'll mix things up and I'll give you, I'll, I'll get you in trouble. <laughs> yeah, and I think... What it comes down to is the way you learn to teach te reo. I think we can all learn te reo, how to speak te reo, and, you know, etahi o tatau i hariki te whare wānanga mō tērā kaupapa. But I think he āhuatanga nō te... Nō tātou. It's just a little bit like I am in te reo, and I thought I'd come home and run a night class. And I did it for the first year I came home. And actually, it was hard. It was hard work. And I, and it's hard work because I don't know how to teach te reo. I know te reo and the structure and the rules, and I think I'm pretty good at it. But, oh, man, I struggle to pass that on to people in a way that allows them to understand and get it and then be able to share it with others. It's really difficult. It's hard. Um, it, and it's low-level learners. You've got to know the rules to the language. I, mm. We learn by ear, not, you know, you weren't saying mm. the nouns here because so-and-so. So when mm. the kids ask me, oh, what, what's, why is that there? And I'm like, well, it's there because... No. Because. Yeah. I keep the Yeah, but breaking it down, it's really different. So... Mm. Um, I think um, yes, but then that's that's kind of forcing it on these kids, which then leads them to hating our real and you know. Well, I think people say that a lot. They throw that excuse around. If you put it on people, they end up hating it. No one hates English. No one hates maths. Well, you know, no one hates it and so much so that they're going to get rid of it as a core subject. I think. Um, yeah. There's two trains of thought when you ask is could it be compulsory? And I think yes, it should be compulsory because um so it grows the number of multi language speakers in our country, but only at such a time where our system allows for it, i.e. when we have enough good teachers, good qualified teachers who can um, teach it properly, then yes, it should be. And I'm not sure if we're quite there yet. But I will also say, and a certain person commenting on the thread will agree with me, or her grandmother will, is that if you do want to learn go to Kura. Um, and I think one of the one of the most important things that that we've learnt from um, this time of COVID is that the traditional methods of kanuiki te kanuiakonga 
learning face to face is very important. But now we have we have showed that we're able to adapt ourselves so that we can actually question whether or not we need to have that kanoi kite kanoi akonga inga wakatoa. So we can actually have one person to even 500, one quality person of te reo Māori teach up to 500 online for a specific reason, for a specific purpose, following and trying to uphold the rules that I'm not sure if Patricia has already outlined them, but the rules that have been set in place learning regarding learning te reo Māori. So there's this, there's this new narrative that we're kind of creating in that now we can actually question whether or not we are restricted by this concept of how quality is practically implemented in learning te reo Māori. Kapai. Kapai. Oh, well, that, that took us on a nice little trip there, Kume. Um, Tafiao. So um, Patricia and, and Elijah both had turns at asking a question of tikanga Māori or te Māori, whatever it is. So what's mm. your question? And I'll get them Ooh. to answer it. <laughs> <laughs> um, my question uh, is probably more to do with um, the collision of tikanga and today more so but of recent you would hear that there's um a case a peter ellis case that discusses whether or not uh the concept of tikanga albeit a concept at all can actually be incorporated into the law um and you will have for example a whole bunch of scholarly legal beagle jurisprudence minds analyzing our Te Awatupua Act and how they draw to that as an example of tikanga in the law. So my main question is, can tikanga truly be incorporated in the law? Interesting. In the life, in the life that you have, in the rules and the policies that you have to abide by on a regular basis, and give us give us an example, um, and give us your form of measurement. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're a hard case, all right. Um, well, I was one of the people invited to uh, provide comment to um, uh, Crown Law and uh, uh, the Māori Law Society as a result of the Peter Ellis case, and um, I think it's really important for uh, for everybody watching to know that kawai and tikanga is law and we have continued to talk about the difference between LAW and LORE thinking that LAW is Pākehā and LORE is Indigenous. LORE has been a weapon that has been created to dumb down anything that didn't align with the rulers and it became a once upon a time when actually te kawaora, that's the kawa that is uh, invoked to uh, open and bless a marae or a ware, is actually imbuing our traditional Māori law, L-A-W, into those places and into the society that live at those places. What's... what's um, 
what our challenge is is that we we have been so colonized that we then do the work for the colonizer and so my simple answer is absolutely kawa and tikanga a law kawa are the founding principles which would be like the magna carta and tikanga is the implementation of those principles into how we live and behave. And then ritenga, which is a third part, which isn't often talked about, but ritenga, then the habitual practices. Mm. And so, so I think it's really important that we need to shift our thinking to celebrate the mana and the tapu that has been given to us from our own divinity to be able to then practice that and live that. And so, so, so yeah, I, I better slow down because I'm getting a bit emotional on this, Kaupapa. <laughs> but I think um, we, we should be living kawa and tikanga every day. And like people, people think that tikanga is that stuff that you do at the marae. When tikanga is the way you live your life. Mm. So you don't just separate your your tiaos at the marae. You should be separating them all the time. Otherwise, you might as well use your aunties to wipe your plate. Um, and that, because tikanga isn't just about uh, complicated issues. Oh, hear me, Tam. Of course, you'd say that. <laughs> He's saying jurisprudence. <laughs> um, because tikanga isn't just about the do's and don'ts, but it's about how we live our lives well. And and the challenge is, is that law will often focus in on the don'ts. Mm. And, and and this is the opportunity, is that for a very long time now, over 180 years almost, we have had... Um, we've had English common law superimposed on this land, which already had its own law. And what we have to do, and it will be a journey, is we have to start to revive and give breath back to the law of this land. And that's not by putting a Māori word and saying, oh, yeah, we've ticked the box but it's actually putting those principles back in. And I think what happened at the Supreme Court is a pretty massive um, snowball, hopefully over time. Any thoughts, um, Patricia and Elijah? I think that yes. I, I, don't, I don't want us to get stuck in a place where we spend our lifetimes trying to weave the um, te ao Pākehā me te ao Māori. I think we are expected as Māori to do enough for the Pākehās and for the Crown, um, let alone having to try and weave our two laws together. I think that's the system we live in and that's our reality and that we have a responsibility to try and uh, strike that balance. But I just get annoyed sometimes when... Um, they rely on us so much to do everything else cultural and then expect us to weave tikanga into the LAW. 
and oh i just think just yeah just think it just annoys me i guess is what i'm saying plus a cousin tell us your tikanga but do it our way like we want to know your tikanga but this is how you do it like kind of thing Mm. yeah and we don't have those resources to be able to continue doing that and so until the system changes and this is the wero and while we said we weren't being political this is the wero to those in power uh those recently elected to power uh that they need to you know start looking at that um, um well earned and well deserved systemic change um yeah all right it looks like I'm in charge now so <laughs> well, Uncle Che's um, laptop has just died, so oh. I suppose more, more with just to just to take us away, and following with what PK had just, uh, Patricia had just said about her being in charge now. Can I have a part A of my question on, one? Man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Go on, Nene. Um, with, <laughs> <pardon? laughs> with with this with this issue of um you know weaving things and and one of the things that uh that comes with weaving is that if you miss one plait then you have to go back no matter what so one of the things that the law will always have an issue with with weaving with tikanga is that if we muck up once we are going we're going to have to go all the way back to fix it back up no my hooky my uncle um they go all and, the way back or you carry on and that mistake's always going to be there. Yep, and that mistake will either can either leave a weak spot in whatever it is, um, uh, your fariki of your life. And so, following that, Tegoti uh, had said, "Kaku um, And with a lot of the restrictions that the law has on a lot of our day-to-day things, especially with local government, I suppose this question one A is posed that you more. Uh, Elijah, uh, what are your what are your views with the restrictions that the local government act or that the local government legislation has on the establishment of Maori wards? Your love being quite vocal on that, and that I it's it's racist. It's it's pure racist that one there that R word that everyone hates, and it's racist because any changes to other wards within our district. They don't have to go through this poll system. It's just anything Māori ward related has to be polled. And so um, that requirement needs to change to either make it blanket, that any changes to wards have to be polled, um, you know, you have to invite members to do a poll, or you get rid of the entire thing. Um, And so I'm not sure which one is best, um, but what I do know is that we need to get rid of that just for Māori anyway. Um, Rupi District Council and actually just um, last night uh, South Taranaki District Council voted for Māori wards and so um, now we've got this, we're in this limbo kind of waiting until end of January to see whether or not we'll get a petition or there'll be a you know member of the public that'll petition council. I saw a letter in the Rupi Bulletin yesterday um, which intimated that there might be one here at home so I'm just patiently waiting. Um, I hope not, because I think this, we're past this is, this is where Māori in some of the more rural 
um, district councils need to join together because collectively they are large ratepayers and just stop paying rates if they if they continue to do this to us. Mm. You know, you save them, you save those rates that that putia for the time when it's ready to help our community again. But you know, money talks, and so we just got to play that game. <coughs> That's my opinion anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, like, we've, it's only, like, a lot of people, like, are celebrating that the council had made this decision, but it was really only the first step, and there are so many other things that you have to consider within this proposal, and a lot of people are talking about where do iwi relationships sit in here, um, does each iwi get a, a member, um, how does it work? Am I going to be in that seat? You know, all of these things, they'll come eventually. Um, right now, it's just that waiting game to see um, if it's going to go ahead. Um, I think, though, if we do get a petition, um, we've got a bit of work ahead of us, all of us, Pākehā Mai Māori Mai, to campaign for what's right. So, who knows? Waikato, waikato. So, kia ora tato. Um, That's our... That's our time up, and um, we had a special, special uh, Taite Talks tonight with having Patricia, Elijah, and Tafiao, um, and the different kaupapa that we've discussed. And um, one of the comments that said there by my older sister uh, is right around Tafiao's first question. And she said, Tikanga has been established to keep us safe. Hmm. And that's what law's supposed to do. Law is supposed to keep us safe. However, what law has tended to do is to protect those with the most power. And um, sometimes it keeps us safe. Pardon? I've got one more very important part of Kapai. Kapai. This is an issue that I'm dealing with. How do we keep out a lot of Māori kids are falling through the crack? so to speak, not going to come mm -hmm. so and so and so. How do we, as Pakeke or, you know, uh, I don't know, up even, because um, it's, it's not nice to see and it's not nice to feel helpless. So I think one really simple way of doing that, and I'd like to hear the others' comments on it as well, is find two people that you can mentor, two people that you can help, or even just one. And if we can all do that, think of how much we could do, how much better we could be. If we all found one person, one young person, that we could look after and just keep an eye on. And more than, <clears throat> more than just say, how are you in there, but actively... Um, take them to sports and attend different things with them and to be a surrogate, I suppose. Well, I want to do that, but as a as a, a Māori, well, any Māori in a kura Pākehā, in a Pākehā, you know, workforce, you're quite restricted to what you do, yeah. what you can and can't do to help these yeah. kids. And, and I remember when I first started work back in the, the olden days, 
after university. Um, my mate um, that I was working with, um, he was part of a Pacific mentoring program and um, it was bloody awesome. The things that he had to do and take his the boy around and then sometimes bring the boy to, to work and all of that stuff. And so there's, there's a heap of these programs out there, but the more that we do this and create the ripple effect, thank you, Carol Kiwi Kiwi, um, the more we do that, um, the better it will be for, for all of us because we're contributing to society and making sure that um, our, our people don't fall through the, the gaps. Yeah. I think that there's two trains of thought. So firstly, be a role model ourselves. So because I feel like we haven't fallen through those cracks, um, we have a responsibility to be good role models to our kids and our cousins and our nieces and nephews that are coming up through the ranks and and prove to them that you can go to Rupu College and you can go to IT Primary School and you can still be the Prime Minister or you can still be a counsellor or you can get a good job or, you know, all of these things. You can earn good money. People like money. Whatever. You can achieve your dreams and aspirations if you come from Kuni or if you come from Rotahi. The second train of thought is similar to what you're saying, Uncle, about find that one person. And it's on election day, I grabbed um, the work van and I drove around Raitahi and I picked up um, young, our cousins, you know, that are, you know, just turned 18, 19 um, and took them to vote. And I found it really hard for them to get into the van, probably because it was one of those black vans with tinted windows. But once you got one of them in the van, then all their mates jumped in and they're like, oh yeah, it's cool. The bro's in there, Tuku's in there, He'll, um, I'll jump in the van. And so it was finding that one person that can prove to his mates that, you know, achieving and doing things out of the ordinary is cool. And so, you know, it's that saying, And so find that cool guy to do it, and then everyone else will follow. True today. Tartwheel? Um, oh, this is a um, and yeah, Patricia, whatever struggles it is that you and, and your fellow peers are going through, um, that's a very, that's a very big one, especially as a Māori, um, because all you want to do is see our own develop firstly, but you are, you are restricted in a lot of ways, um, you know, through keeping professionalism, but also making sure that you don't keep out of trouble. So the first one for Kayako who are facing those type of situations, it's a matter of understanding more. Um, first is Kayako, I'll just answer that one straight to your fellas, Take. Um, it's a matter of understanding your employment responsibilities during the times that you have your responsibility at the locations and kind of being creative in outside scenarios with working with um, other entities like community um, services, iwi, as kayako, you fellas have that great bridge and that great potential to do those things outside of work. Um, and it's just a matter of you declaring that that's what you'd like to do and getting the permission through the connection that you have um, from the kura. If not that, the kura doesn't have to actually. It's the parents. 
so the parents can permit you to do those sort of things outside of that time slot, outside of those um, employment responsibilities and restrictions. And straight to the tuck as well, uh, for those type of kids, as I suppose one of them, yeah, uh, I suppose a lot of people don't really know that um, I am a son of a very, very nanakia old fella, very nanakia father, who has been in prison, who has joined those statistics, and I, I suppose I was looked at a lot in possibly joining those statistics as well. Somehow I went the other way with all the love of the iwi. Um, and my, my friends through Kura, like Patricia, who's usually putting me in trouble, actually, keeping me out of it. Um, and yeah, now I, and now now becoming a lawyer, working at a large law firm, um, it's a matter of showing, as what Elijah said, showing that you can be the difference, but it's also giving, um, giving that generation, the leaders of now and of tomorrow, the hope and the vision, showing them. So you're giving our, our youth the vision to be great by showing what you do, by being a counsellor, by teaching them, by being a great teacher, by being a great tohunga, uh, political advocate, and an aspirational positive Māori lawyer. So it's we those to, things. We need to make our own great again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, not not the way where that corridor comes from, but yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Because now, now as what Patricia was saying, uh, there's too many cracks to the point that people are so used to walking on a pathway that they don't actually know is a crack itself, because that's the system that we live in. So it's a matter of making sure that we have our backs, that we are creative, and that we have our vision. So that's me for answering that. Thank you right. for that. Hard question, Patricia. Well, thank you for no, that question. Um, Kume? And... That gets to me. Thanks for that. Well, and um, there, there's someone who's been saying um, that there's a program called Future Leaders, and as a, a, Jethro is the director, and so he works with a lot of youth. So thank you, Tracy Miller, and it's futureleaders.nz. So check that out. There's that's cool that people are helping and sharing. So Katiake te iwi. This is um, Taite Talks, uh, and really appreciate uh, Patricia, uh, Elijah, and Tatwiao for joining on uh, Taite Talks tonight. And um, really cool, really cool uh, uh, change to Taite Talks tonight. So it was nice to have a few people on. And I think as we think about tikanga, as we think about um, being asked to do different things um, outside of your area, and we think about succession, the place of um, kawe and tikanga and guiding uh, our future behaviour in Aotearoa, uh, I think the most important thing that we can do uh, to guide people away from the cracks is to help them to fall in love with who we are as te Māori, as Māori culture. Because, yes, all of the bad stuff is shown, but there's way more good stuff. And the more we can fall in love with who we are, the better things will be. Katiake, e mihiana kia koutou, kia tātou katoa. Elijah, you can lie down now because we all know you're in your bed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, kia.
Nā Pūro Jerome, Nā Reo Pūro. Soundtracks from Pūro Jerome.